0: The O'Connors had an advanced celebration of Mother's Day on Thursday. And, of course, the, the star of the show was not the moms. It was my great-niece, Ireland. With her great-uncle, she has two different ways of communicating with me. One is like this. Now, when I get pointed at, I'm being summoned. She doesn't summon me that often. Usually her communication is like this. And I know what that means. Don't bother me right now. This particular day, you know how she's almost three. You know how three-year-olds can be. They can throw temper tantrums too, can't they? Guess what she did that night to honor moms? She had her temper tantrum. And she was inconsolable. nothing was going to work, nothing. And really, I left before it was all resolved. It was the end of the night and the dinner. But usually what happens, usually what happens, is that she goes like this, and that's another universal signal to whoever she's looking at. So if it's grandpa, if it's grandma, if it's mom or it's dad. And then she's received into the arms of the one that she's gesturing towards, and everything is better. Everything is okay, at least up to that moment. It's fine. Ever see that happen before? Bet you have. I could hear you saying it too. Cool. And that happens with young children. But in a different way, it happens with kids when they grow up, as they're growing up. We want to, they want to make sure that things are okay, deep down inside. Now, by the time they get to be teenagers, they might start rebelling against parents, and you know what that's all about. But at the same time, there's a real desire to know that everything's okay, or it's gonna be okay. How about for us and adults? I'm finding the older you get, and I'm just gonna speak about my age, 61, the older you get, the more security you want to have around you. You don't want things to change. You want stability. So don't change that table where it is because then I won't know where it is and I'll trip over it or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. We we desire, the older you get, the more stability and security that you desire. Now, in between, you know, as, as adults, we look for a, a sense of, of, of stability. At least somebody, somebody in our lives who will bring a sense of balance and, and, and well-being to us. And spouses can do that for each other, certainly, as well as friends or however that happens. But deep down, and this is not some kind of egocentric kind of self-centeredness, but deep down, we want to know that everything's going to be fine and okay. Why wouldn't we? Who wants to live in chaos and terror? I don't think, I don't think anybody really pardon me for saying it this way, in their right mind, would want to live in that chaos and terror. So we need to know that we're going to be okay. Now, you know, just open up the newspaper, watch the news. Goodness, the world isn't presenting things like it's going to be okay. You know, we've had the pandemic, the war in Ukraine. What happened with the leak of the Supreme Court on Monday, I think it was. And all of this calumny and backlash and threats all of that i mean that's not stabilizing that's not where it needs to be at all and yet it just churns us up on the inside that and lots of other things and i bet you i bet you that through the just just say the past year or two essentially since. Uh, especially since the pandemic began, I bet you at one point or another, you were saying not only when is all this going to end, but is it going to be okay? Are we, or am I, or is my family going to be okay? Now, especially when you buy a gallon of gas or a gallon of milk at the store, whoa! sticker shock both times. Is it gonna be okay? I'm taking us in this direction because of the gospel that Deacon Jeff proclaimed. Jesus said, as the good shepherd, he said, I know my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. And no one will take them out of my hand. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. He's gonna talk about Jesus now, right? Yes, I am. I'm going to talk about what he said. And Jesus never said, like to Paul and Barnabas in the first reading, he never said, well, guys, you're going to have a comfortable life now, that you're my follower. Everything's going to be really comfy, cozy, and you can just eat grapes and drink wine and cheese the rest of your lives and tell people about me at the same time. Now, he never never promised that. But he promised us that as we believe in him, and you're all here tonight, so I'm assuming that you have chosen Jesus. He's promised that as we believe in him, nobody, nobody is going to take us away from him. And no thing, no event, as difficult or even terrible as it becomes, Will take us away from him he's here forever and that's the long haul but understandably and i'm i'm in the same boat man do we lose touch with that i mean what jesus said tonight was really profound and i could go on and say and and you belong to the father too that's what jesus said you belong to jesus and the father and and nobody's going to take you away from them i mean that is wow profound but we can lose sight of that i get it i've done it lots of times in my life and maybe you have too so part of this becomes a way of how we hear the voice of jesus how we hear the voice of jesus because let's face it you know when i was talking about kids or adults at the beginning of my homily we we need to hear i'm with you and you're going to be okay just deep down, we need to know that and have some peace in our lives. So his voice is important, right? So on Friday, I was out at Xavier High School and I, had, I was speaking to a class of juniors and I was talking about vocations and vocation of the priesthood specifically. And so I asked for questions towards the end of the class after I spilled coffee all over myself and on the floor. I don't know how I did that, but I did. I asked for questions, and here's what I got. But that's typical, so it's no problem, no problem. But then they started to come. And here's one of the questions I want to share with you. A student asked me, when you do your homily, how do you know that you're telling the truth, and how do you know that you're saying what God wants you to say. Now, I'm paraphrasing the question. It wasn't exactly like that. And I thought, profound, thank you for that question. And so, my answer essentially was this. Not in these exact same words, but my answer essentially was this. I listen. I listen. And what that means as I expanded on it is that I listen to the Scriptures. Like tonight. The Scriptures are not all about me. They're all about the Word of God. Oh, Word, Word, we listen to words, right? The Word of God being shared with us. And I said I have a companion with the Scriptures, with the Bible, and it's the teachings of the church, because the church is faithful to what Christ has taught and what Christ has revealed through his teachings. So it's our scripture and our teaching, our tradition. And I said, I don't go outside of that. Because if I do, then I'm going off to La La Land. And if I'm going off to La La Land, I'm trying to take you with me, and that's not a good scene at all. The voice of the shepherd speaks through scriptures and the teaching of the church. We hear that teaching, we hear, His voice, and as we hear it, and stay with it, as we stay with it, then His voice becomes more and more familiar to us. So that when we hear it, we know we're hearing it. And it speaks to the heart of you and me. How do we know we're going to be okay? We listen to the shepherd's voice in Scripture and teaching. One last thing. Have you guys ever really struggled with something in your life and been preoccupied by it, maybe for a period of time? I do. I have. I struggle with things that that I need to do, faithfully need to do, in the ministry that I have with you as a pastor, or wherever I'm at. And I can tell you what, now this is my personality type, and you're not all like me. Thanks be to God. But I can get all kind of hurricaned up on the inside, and when that happens, I'm more preoccupied on on what I need to do and the consequences potentially what I need to do, and I start listening to myself and, and the fear and all that kind of stuff that gets in the way, and I'm certainly not hearing Jesus. But there are people that come along, either I seek counsel or they just kind of are sent by God into my life. And you know, I've talked with them, I seek counsel from them, and all of a sudden, bang, there's a word that comes from their mouths. You know, they're 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 helping, they're they're just thinking, following along with what I'm saying. But I know it's a word from the shepherd. And the reason why I know that is because there's peace, not relief. But there's peace that floods, if you will, the insides of me. And peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So I know when I hear the word spoken by a person, and peace comes even in the midst of the hurricane that's on the inside, I know it's the voice of the shepherd. And I know I can listen to it and I know I can lean into it, even if it means I do things that I need to do that aren't very fun or popular sometimes. The voice of the shepherd. He speaks through other people, but you know he'll be speaking when you find peace from the words that he gives. Otherwise, you wouldn't have peace if it were words other than his. So today, this weekend, Good Shepherd Sunday, is exactly what the doctor ordered. Because we we need to know that ultimately in the end, it's going to be okay. Because the shepherd has us. He has us in his hand. The Father claims you as his own. And we need to hear that over and over again sometimes. And to be assured that the voice of the shepherd speaks. Sometimes, as I've said before, it might be late. But it's always on time.